everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. This is the show where we're looking at sex in the city. And uh, today we are deep into season six and we are talking about episodes eight, nine, and 10. And this is going to be really fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Hello. We're really getting into it, Rach. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're almost done. I just can't believe it. <laughs> Don't worry, more fun to come. We've got Carrie Diaries. We've got in just like that. Yes. Rachel and I will find things to review. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes. And uh, these are some really fun episodes. I mean, we had some highlights last time, uh, but we're continuing on. I think a great season six. I think they ended very strong. And uh, we start with The Catch. Uh, that's season six, episode eight. And as we always say on the show, that if you're not into mature content, this is not the show for you. There's plenty of other stuff to listen to on Hallmarkies podcast. Uh, so literally <laughs> anything else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we have Carrie taking uh, taking trapeze lessons, uh, and uh, she is having a hard time having the guts to let go and to uh, hold on to the to switch over to the other person. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a fun little set piece, I think for, for Carrie to, for this, for this episode. Yeah. It's a good like metaphor for her life and a fun activity. Like my friend, um, Michelle, she just had her birthday and she's doing this thing called the artist's way. And it's a series of basically like prompts and activities you do if you want to like tap into your creativity. And she took herself on a solo date to trapeze and yeah, it's really cool. They have it here in New York and it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, so she's doing this, yeah, for her column, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it it does look like fun. I think I would be terrible at it, uh, but uh... I would be awful <laughs> and scared. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't think I would be that scared because there is the 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 safety net. So, like, when I think about it, when I think about it, I know there's nothing to be scared of but i'm afraid of heights even when i'm just like looking down at something like that's how oh, i'm yeah. scared of heights so i that's probably why i'm just like i don't know if i could do it i'm not really scared i'm not scared of heights i at all i don't think so i can't think of a time when i really it's really gotten to me um i if i'm if i'm kind of unstable you know what i mean yeah. like then that's kind of that's sort of scary um, but, uh, but I don't think heights isn't one for me that that's real. That's like a, a like yeah. a fear that you have. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's Carrying other things this. like I, that I hate to have, like, I have more issues with like, and unfamiliar animals, bugs, like bugs on me. Ooh. Bugs. Yeah. I'm not really scared it- of bugs, but I'm definitely scared of like unfamiliar dogs. Yeah, well, they especially like me. big big dogs or just especially like, big dogs. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, or like just, just like, wild animals do? in general. When I went to Japan, there's this one city where the there's deer everywhere. Uh, I forget the name, but um, it, they even sell these. They have these vendors who sell these biscuits that you can give to the deer, and. <laughs> I I got some of the I mean I try to be a good sport and I try to play along uh and I so I got some of the biscuits and the deer just 
whoa like swarmed around me i no. was terrified and <laughs> they just swarmed yes and i'm like just giving out the biscuits like rachel's just, like throwing biscuits wildly <laughs> yes so uh, yes uh and i, I think that. i told the story on here about when the the kids decided to throw their throw the bird at me um so yeah birds that was cool by the way yeah that was me uh so things like that kind of scare me more than uh than heights i would like to see carrie in a snake pit that would be fun yeah. <laughs> um i appreciated this sort of plot of samantha getting frustrated because she can't uh do certain things by herself uh she can't her zippers caught she can't get her bracelet off things like that and that is true that i i think of it more as uh if there's a jar that i just cannot get open and i try and try and try and i just can't get it stupid jar open but you try like hitting it yeah and then you try the like the trick with the knife yeah and it's just i mean I think that this is a really nice vulnerable moment for Samantha because as much as she's like, I don't want a partner, then she's feeling all these ways in which she kind of likes having someone around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, even if we want to be independent and single and everything, like there are advantages to being with a partner. I mean, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, I think annoying when people try to pretend like there's nothing better you know that it's exactly the same it's not yeah I think that that shows a very like a lack of awareness yes and and I think it's interesting because most people who are in relationships have at one time or another been single so don't you remember that like I'm not Mm -hmm. saying there aren't like I really enjoyed being single um but I still remember things that were more difficult about being single, like yeah. just lifestyle wise. Like, so I, I just think that there's, if you're not able to acknowledge that, I just think that's really just kind of, it's just annoying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Miranda's having a hard time with Debbie in this episode. She's very jealous. She's, she has a hard time with the fact that like Debbie's buying Brady a, a t-shirt um i'm sorry Bra- brady do you mean brady licious yeah right, right. <laughs> what? i like debbie's adorable but you know i mean well we don't know much about debbie yet but you're like i just <laughs> she cracks me up yeah and i love how i love how magda is like what is wrong with you <laughs> when she's hiding from <laughs> she's that is like, uh... terrifying <laughs> It's kind of like in she's just not that into you when Scarlett Johansson is in that um closet. Closet, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a hide in the closet? No. Yeah, but I've either. never had a reason to. So yeah, my life isn't that exciting. I mean, no- uh, Rachel, maybe that's our goal for 2023: is that something exciting enough happens to both of us that we're forced to hide in a closet. <laughs> I think that sounds good. <laughs> Living the dream, I would be. Living the dream. <laughs> But it was really funny when, so Debbie buys uh, Miranda a candle, aromatherapy, and uh, that was funny. <laughs> women with candles have replaced women with cats as the new sad thing. I have a lot. I have one cat and a lot of candles. So, okay. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. 
I I don't have that many candles. I have to say, I'm pretty good. I guess I and I don't have any cats, so I'm yeah, a, you're you're pretty. I, yeah, you're not looking at that like <laughs> pathetic life choice. <laughs> like the I trope. just collect podcasts instead. <laughs> That's what I do. You've got plenty of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so uh, Anthony's trying to help Charlotte plan this wedding, and uh, she wants it to be a very, of course, very Jewish wedding. But then Harry almost sees Charlotte in her dress. Uh, <laughs> she's freaking out about this New York Times announcement. Uh, and then it comes out and she has a mustache. And she's like, she's going to be Hitler at the Jewish wedding. <laughs> and- that, and it's the perfect kind of smudge because it, it I like the way she's like, well, maybe it's just in, in my paper. And then she calls Carrie and it just, because you could actually see it happening. Like it's something that could actually happen. And I was just laughing so hard. Yeah. It's really funny. Carrie looks great though. Uh, well, I, I didn't, uh, you mean at the wedding? The oh, I meant in the, in the photo that Harry, Harry looks. Oh, Harry. Photo. I thought you said yeah. Carrie. I was like, oh, no, right, I get it. I agree with you. I think I know where you're headed. That that's, <laughs> he's not firing all cylinders, but Harry looked very handsome in the photo. Yes, that's true. Well, yeah, once Charlotte making it the the right uh, relaxed pose for, uh, yeah. Do you think that you'll do an engagement photo like that? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really cute. I just, I'm, I'm like not super into like traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like probably, de- I would say definitely not like that in central park um mm-hmm. we're not trying to get like times announcement or anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's would you do like a big engagement spread well i, I probably to be honest because my dad is a photographer and uh, i mean my dad's done a lot of photography done a lot of weddings so it's so easy for me i wouldn't have to even go yes. outside of the family uh and it's nice to have you know a photo but some of them are super cheesy and I don't know. It's just, there's so much about weddings that are really cheesy, but, uh, and don't feel like they're true to the couple. Like yeah. you almost wish that people would find something that really celebrates their own unique love and commitment and bond and their personalities rather than like just tradition. Yeah. But I feel like when they make it unique, it could almost be even cheesier. Like it's better to yes. just kind of just do it. You don't try to feel like they're trying too hard. They're trying yeah. too hard. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess it just depend on, on uh, the whole situation and how, you know, how fast it all went. And if I was yeah. doing a reception and like, it's pretty uh, uncommon in uh, the like Mormon wedding world to not have a photo with your, uh, yes. with your engagement, uh, not your engagement with your reception invitation. Um, so uh, people kind of expect it. Yes. Um, so not to do it would be like what is unusual, yeah. unusual, but um, this was a pretty good episode as far as fashion, except for one look. Um, but I, I really liked the, the restaurant look, I guess that, that the ladies had um, you had Samantha with this kind of red one shoulder dress. And then you had Miranda with this kind of flowing seventies kind of yeah. pop v-neck that i liked um and then carrie was in a green uh striped dress and charlotte in kind of a beigey um 
top that looked looked nice. I, I thought they all looked nice. And then you also have a scene uh, where Miranda is in this kind of purple top that goes up high. Yeah. And uh, and then Carrie in uh, a kind of orange uh, v-neck kind of loose flowing type dress i'm i'm sure I, I people that actually know fashion are like that's i think i think you're accurately describing it to me <laughs> but, but welcome to the pilot podcast my name is bj and my name is me too and we promise this promo is worth it so please don't skip ahead we're two judgy friends who put our judgmental skills to work for you we review the pilot episodes of new and popular shows and shows that our listeners request to answer your question, should I watch this? Look, a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home, and yes, we should be reading and trying new projects and enriching ourselves, but does anything beat binging a great show? Let us take the guesswork out of deciding what your next show will be. Tune in to The Pilot Podcast at thepilotpodcast.com. But, but Carrie... Um, meets one of Harry's best friends named Howie, who is the best man, gonna be the best man at the wedding, and Carrie is the maid of honor. And uh, this Howie is played by Brian Callen, and he, if I was a Goldbergs fan for a long time, I finally kind of fell off the show uh, last season, but um, he played uh, Coach Meller on the Goldbergs. And uh, it was a lot of fun in that role. Uh, and so it was fun to see him on this. He's uh, really cute and funny. Yeah, yeah. And he's very energetic. <laughs> when he pops into the lunch and you see why he's so charismatic, like he's cracking jokes and you think, oh, he and Carrie could have something. And then it doesn't go so well. No, it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. And so we get to Charlotte's wedding and she thinks that they now have bad luck because of the, the Hitler, Hitler picture. And also because Harry saw her in her dress uh, and, uh, and then everything just kind of is going wrong. Everything's a mess. Um, and I liked uh, Stanford. He looked very snazzy in his yes. purple suit, but I just wasn't a big fan of Carrie's dress. Yeah, I don't I don't think she was like peak Carrie here. Well, and also I hated her hair. It was like weird Heidi hair. You know, like it looked like she was gonna climb the Swiss Alps or something. Like <laughs> she have her hair like that. She's like wedding, and then I can climb the Swiss yeah. Alps right yeah. after. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just she's prepared for all was, occasions. Yes. I just really I I didn't like the deep scoop of the the dress uh and i just didn't think it was that flattering i liked the purple but it was kind it's of a always, t length and i i don't know i just didn't love and the hair it's always interesting with carrie how like she, what i love about carrie bradshaw is that she's not afraid to have a huge swing and a miss with fashion she goes big that's true you know but sometimes it doesn't <laughs> work out did you like it no no, okay. I did not. I like the color though. Yeah, I agree the that the color. color was fine. But I also think that for someone else's wedding, it was a little too showy. Yeah. With the hair also. Like the yeah. whole the whole thing just seemed a little bit like costume party. Yeah. It was just no, not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh we have 
Carrie, though, made a really nice moment because Charlotte's upset, crying. She says, this is the worst wedding. And uh, Carrie says, you are missing your wedding. And he said, she says, I would love to find a man who's strong enough to catch me. And uh, and then Charlotte is able to get through the terrible ho- toast from Howie and the sweet toast from Miranda. Uh, and the sweet and up. fiery toast. Fiery toast, yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And it, it, I love how all the girls get just how fearless Charlotte is in love. I mean, I think that we saw that with Carrie too, with the dedication of her book, how my friend Charlotte, who like, you know, doesn't give up on love. Mm-hmm. And then we hear Miranda echoing those sentiments in a really beautiful way until... <laughs> The, the yeah. paper goes up. Her toast goes up in flames. <laughs> it happens. But I thought it was a it was probably one of the more it was it was one of the stronger carry moments. Because she can be kind of petty and, and difficult, but for her to 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 be the one to tell Charlotte to, you're missing your wedding and everything. And I thought that was a very a good moment for Carrie. Yeah, I agree. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought she was really pulling herself out of that, like Carrie Hayes. Yeah. Well, and especially cause she can't like move her back. <laughs> She's like, that's the, I mean, I've had some lower back problems myself and that is just the worst when it seizes up like that and you can't move. When she was just on the floor, like an oh, agony. Oh, the worst. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's basically the episode, uh, the, um, yeah, we, uh, there's such a sweet wedding, even though it was just, you know, mess it, that was very memorable. And, and she also says, you know, you had your perfect wedding and see where that led you. I do like that. That sort of reality check of the perfect wedding has nothing to do with marrying a perfect person. Uh, so then we end with uh with carrie uh missing the the trapeze uh uh grab i guess Uh, and then she says i survived because i had a good safety net and that was very sweet and then the girls are there i think look they just know what they're doing when they write these episodes like they they come together like in such beautiful ways with like the the trapeze and the having mm-hmm. a safety net and this, the literal safety net and then the metaphorical safety net of the girls like they they really each episode is like a little master class in how to craft a story mm-hmm. yeah yeah so what would you give this episode one to ten i like this one i think it's fun it's not one of my all-time favorites but i love it it, it made me laugh a lot and i love that charlotte's married now so i give it an 8.5 what about you? I was going to say an eight. Yeah. yeah. So right around that same yeah. thing. Um, all right. So the next episode is called A Woman's Right to Shoes. And in this episode, basically, we have Carrie going to this uh, baby shower uh, of a friend. And she's forced to take off her shoes. And then her shoes get, get taken. And uh, I really wish that we had somebody who has kids uh, on this for this one, but it just wasn't able to work out. Uh, But uh, but what did you think about this episode in general? This episode has always fired me up because, well, I will never spend, whether I'm single or not single, I never have and don't picture myself ever spending that much on shoes. I, it really 
angered me the way um, Carrie's friend looked down at her life choices. Like, yeah. it, and, and look, some of them are choices and some of them are things that like Carrie hasn't found the person that she's supposed to be with yet. And some things in life are decisions you make and other things are things that happen to you. So I, I don't know. I just, oh, I, yeah, we all need to just respect each other. And, you know, it's not like, Carrie should be judging her for having kids and having a different lifestyle. But yeah, it, it really got under my skin. How did you feel? Yeah, this one definitely hits a lot of buttons because uh, it's it is hard that the dynamic between uh, singles and friends with kids, it's tough. It's tough to make those friendships work. Uh, I, I certainly have some. I value them, but it is hard. It's just such a different uh lifestyle and just time of life it's i don't know yeah she was very frustrating very judgmental uh but i know that they often i I know people who have kids often feel oh well like they're the ones that are being judged they're the ones that are by their by single friends it's just it's a tough dynamic to make work i it really is i i like i said i value my friends with kids it's, it can be difficult though. Um, but, uh, she talks about buying presents for baby and bridal showers that <laughs> later on, she says that she spent over $2,300 on Kira's choices, which is, is true. I mean, th- we do have all of these, uh, um, events that that's why I was saying last time about how I'm not buying another present for vow renewal. <laughs> That's not like a real I, thing. Yeah, yeah. You're like, come on. Like, <laughs> also, it's like we need to um, start normalize celebrating other things like career achievements mm-hmm. and things like that, or you know, w- whatever the case may be. Like, it's like, oh, you you were single and you made it through the pandemic. Like, let's <laughs> throw a party. You also, yeah. I, I really wanted to. I think that I know when I've gone through or the, when I went through my big breakup. I would have loved to have a, have a registry then. That's when I needed stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Carrie says, if I don't ever get married or have a baby, I get nothing. The single gal Hallmark doesn't make a congratulations. You didn't marry the wrong guy card. Think and- about that. That's seriously pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like the, you, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it is true. And, and I think sometimes the whole, well, we'll just celebrate something else like it can feel a little patronizing so it's a tough like I don't know what the the answer quite is but it can be sort of frustrating she says I'm thrilled to get you gifts to celebrate your life I just think it stinks that single people are left out of it and I think that's true yeah I absolutely think it's true and that's why I think it's great to have things where if someone you know does have some sort of accomplishment or something happens in their life that is, you know, I mean, so many things are worthy of celebrating. I'm just all about celebrating. I think the other thing is, is that, I mean, there, there's a couple things going on here. It's the lack of being able to celebrate the single woman. And then it's also like, look, she didn't choose to take her shoes off and they straight up got stolen. Like you kind of just have to replace that. It's not a gift, by the way, they got stolen because you made her take them off I don't know what else to say other than you are responsible. That happened mm-hmm. in your home. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, Carrie probably should have just put the shoes in her bag or something like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's right. I mean, 
they they should have been uh taken care of and um, by the host i mean uh if you're gonna have them and and the whole idea of like well single people bringing in stuff into the house like it's weird i mean especially carrie's shoes it's not like she's wearing doc martens or something like that that are gonna be like full of dirt and stuff it's like yes <laughs> come on and i mean i think that the Yes, there's a part of me that's like, okay, she could have hung on to them, but her purse is probably really small. And also, I feel like when you go to someone's house and they ask you to take your shoes off, you look like a weirdo if you're like, let me just hang on to them. Like you look like you don't trust them or something. So <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I just, it's just an awkward situation. It, it really, really is. is. And normally, I can see many sides to a situation, especially with Carrie, because as you and I can agree, and mm-hmm. we've talked about on the show, Carrie Bradshaw's the worst. She can be a total <laughs> nightmare. In this situation, I do not think she is being a nightmare. I yeah. completely understand how she's feeling. Yes, and I, I, I think that especially when, uh, when Kira is so dismissive of her, and when, uh, and and Carrie says, "Why does she have to shame me?" Uh, and, uh, and she says, is it bad? My life is filled with shoes, not children. Uh, and I think to Kira, the answer is yes, she thinks it is. And I, I think that a lot of people feel that way. And uh, I was just reading on, uh, on Twitter what was it the other day, some idiot was saying about how, uh, that millennials are going to wake up and realize that, uh, they're, uh, they're their lives are have uh have no like nothing matters in their life or whatever and they're when they wake up and realize they don't when they don't have children and they they enter their 40s and like what a weird reason to have to have children uh because you don't want to be bored in your 40s like you should have children because you want to have children not because you need something to do like well i think that's like another part of the problem right like it's that because you need something to do or because you want to find meaning. It's like, I think that having children is a great blessing and gift. And also like one of the most amazing things you can do is raise humans up the right way, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that means. But um, I, I find meaning in a lot of things. Yes. And I think that I hope other people can too. And if you can't, maybe you yeah. need to examine yourself. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it when people make judgments of people that have kids you know and you see 100%. people that like if you want to have a big family go for it you know as far as i'm concerned like if you think that you can love them and you can do a good job and go for it you know i i just think we you know sometimes we judge we judge women who don't have kids we judge women who have too many kids we judge women who- <laughs> oh oh rachel it blows my mind like you said don't have any judged too many judge. If you only have one, you also get judged because yes. they don't have a sibling. Right. And then it's like, okay, so what is the good number? Two or three? Is that yeah. what we're saying is the only acceptable thing? Yeah. It is. I, I, I don't get that either with the whole judging people who have kids. I mean, one, because, you know, I, I'm not planning on having kids, but I love them. So when yeah. I see other people having them, I'm like, what a joy. I'm so glad these kids are in my life if I'm close with them or, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. It makes mm-hmm. me so mad. Why do you care? Why are you judging other people so much? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also <laughs> Kira, this Kira who's played with Tatum O'Neill. She, she 
also she's really just... good in this but i used to have a huge crush on her when she did bad news bears <laughs> uh, uh like i remember growing up and being like like being a little girl and being like well that's a girl but she's she seems like a boy i was like i love her so yeah. tim o'neill all the way but yeah but she's, her, Kira. she's so overwhelmed with these children in her life that that uh i think that she doesn't even remember the argument. Like it's such a big deal to carry and she's forgotten completely about it. <laughs> I think that's another thing too. The way she says it is so condescending where she's like, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. I mean, I get that you have so many other things going on and that's understandable. It also cares character bugs me because I feel like I'd be more understanding if it was a friend of mine who I knew was struggling financially with kids. Like, you know, they have kids and they're struggling financially, but these people seem like they're made of money. Yeah. No, that's true too. And, and she offers $200 to Carrie uh, and Carrie's like, Oh, it was $485, which for Manola Blahniks, I, I feel like it, that's not even that much. Yeah. And, it, and when Carrie said, I mean, you, know how much manolos cost like you yeah. used to wear manolos I and mean, we just talked about the 1500 dollars prada turtleneck so mm-hmm. <laughs> she's giving her a deal <laughs> exactly and i love the way uh-huh. carrie is just like that's how much they cost this is an awkward conversation it's like carrie's not trying to like stand on ceremony and get more money or make her mm-hmm. feel bad she's literally just trying to get back what she mm-hmm. lost in kira's apartment yeah and so then we have Miranda meeting Robert, uh, the hot doctor for the Knicks. Blair Underwood is so dreamy. <laughs> I mean, Mike and that's drop. the whole thing that makes the 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 whole thing with Steve frustrating and just like that is that is that Miranda chose Steve over hot Knicks doctor Robert, and. And she, it made sense to us. Like, that's what's that's what's nuts about it. Like, it made sense because of how much she loves Steve, even though Robert is the perfect specimen of a man. Yeah, they made it seem like, she, and, and just like that, that she was never into Steve. And, and that's just not true. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's not as if Robert was just fine. Um, he... <laughs> He also was a really kind person. So yeah. he's super successful, attractive, funny, and kind. Like, but we believe that she wouldn't be with him because we see that she really is in love with Steve. Yeah. And uh yeah, he takes care of her with chicken pox. It's very sweet. And it's kind of a weird, it's a little bit of a weird meet cute with them with her with chicken pox. <laughs> And she was like, oh, you've got a pock. <laughs> Strange. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they meet in the elevator. And uh, and then we also have, we have Charlotte learning to live with Harry. Uh, and he likes his tea bags. He leaves them all over the house. I mean, he definitely drinks a lot of tea. Yeah. And, kind I mean, of nice, I guess. <laughs> I just would want to be like, here's a saucer, you know, like. You can put the tea bag on that. <laughs> Maybe not on all the furniture. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's interesting because you really do cover a lot of different 
sort of relationship stages in one episode you've got like the just meeting just starting dating you've got the just uh learning to live together be married uh you have the singles you've got the mom with kids you you have a lot going on uh in this episode i just feel like i should say harry's got a good body (laughs) (laughs) we're not looking at it in a sort of sexy sense because he's walking around naked and sitting on white furniture naked and charlotte's like please no but i just want to appreciate well and i I have to think probably that this actor i forget his name but uh that that he probably never thought that he would be having to do a scene like that in a show (laughs) he's probably like evan handler evan handler's probably like i never thought this would come up in my acting career but here we go and he went for it. One hundred percent. And you know what I feel like might have happened? They were like, "Okay, you look better naked than we thought." Okay, <laughs> I, I we'll go with it. But yeah. it's not as funny anymore, right? Because yeah. you look yeah. pretty darn good. I mean, am I being weird? Like, I think you looked good. Yeah. No. Like I was like, "All right." Yeah. Go for it, man. <laughs> and then she finally talks to him about it, and it was funny. It was good. I think it would be. Uh, a challenge if if I ever do meet someone get married or whatever uh because I have been living by myself for so long it would be it would be challenging uh to get used to another person's and them get used to me uh their idiosyncrasies and ways yeah because yeah. everyone has such a specific way that they live mm-hmm. um I think for me I've never really had a problem with it only because I shared a room with my sister growing up and then I always had roommates. So like I've Mm -hmm. always lived with someone and not saying it's not different when you're in a relationship, but really it's still just the same kind of like balancing the bathroom and and things Mm -hmm. like that, that, um, but I mean, I know when I like go, when I would go away for a job or when I'm on my own, it's like, oh my gosh, I can just do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've lived alone for over a decade so it would be it would be challenging even have a roommate at this point would be challenging what I mean, do you I think have... would be the hardest thing for you like what would be the biggest adjustment or the thing that you'd be the most worried about dealing with mm, well like I said I've said before I kind of have like little piles around and I know that would probably like I know what's in there and it's not the best and I get it but like I'm sure that <laughs> that would annoy somebody that's uh, and sometimes when I when I get the house cleaned and then I'm like where's my stuff I don't know you know it's, I miss it's my pile kind of, <laughs> so I, that would probably be I, I think sharing a bathroom would be a challenge uh because you just again you're used to having your own space uh but uh but uh, I mean you figure it out but yeah. I think it, it would be interesting. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. 
Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Um, we also, I also am terrible about laundry. That would probably be because I just let it pile up because I don't care and I hate doing laundry. Uh, and so that would probably be something I'd have to work on. <laughs> well, Rachel, I will say I don't mind piles. And I love doing laundry. So oh, if we okay. ever have to cohabitate, <laughs> I think we'd be fine. I've got a guest room ready to go. <laughs> so we're good. I just spend a lot of time in the bathroom though. So that might be bad for you. But... Well, you have your own bathroom. So oh, but I'm so... out okay, there, there's no problem. Yes. Your next Utah shoot. You got to come. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, I have no, if I have my own, good glory, Rachel. We're fine. We're cooking with gas here. Well, so we also have Samantha that just flat out doesn't like children. And so that's a problem too, because, uh, you know, when you have parents that are trying and people are being jerks on planes or in restaurants or things like that, you know, just like, what do people want us to do? Like, did they want them to just get rid of the children? Like pretend like the children don't exist. Like, uh, so that's like the other flip side of, of this whole thing of like single people can be the worst too. And it was interesting. Just the other day, I was at a, a a play and these children were being so difficult. They were, uh, they were kicking my chair. They were talking loudly. They were moving all around and it was very disruptive. And I hesitated to say anything about it because I just hate that whole, um, I hate being thought of as one of those sort of grumpy single women like Samantha. I hate being thought of like Samantha in this, this episode, because I'm not like, I, I support families and women with kids. And I think it's great. You take kids to the theater. I think that should be encouraged, but there is a point when they are being disruptive and uh, that's a problem. Uh, So, yeah, I, and I think sometimes in Utah, because we have so much local theater that I, I think sometimes maybe we take it for granted a little bit. I mean, I, I remember when I was a little girl going to the Shakespeare Festival with my dad and being so excited and so thrilled about that. And I definitely wasn't kicking people's chair. I'm not saying I was an ideal child, but um, I think there is something to, that's just a special experience and you need to teach your kids about etiquette and try your best to, <laughs> to, to, help everybody have a pleasant experience together but then also the single people shouldn't shouldn't be jerks yeah and I think there's a fine line like um the girl that I used to be with before that's now just like my little best friend she's 13 now but I took her to her first play when she was like two and a half and I remember like moving around a little and she'd be excited and she'd be like oh look at that and I'd be like I know it's really exciting we'll talk about it after like Mm -hmm. you have to you you have to um let them know the proper etiquette because they don't know. And yeah. I think that you can be aware of the other people around you because you can't just ruin their experience. I think with Samantha in the restaurant, here's what I thought was interesting. Samantha has no leg to stand on, in my opinion, being upset about this kid in the restaurant. However, when the dude, the waiter told her to not talk on the cell phone, I'm like, okay, like this is yeah i mean other that, people that are conversing i just thought i was like okay that's... yeah you can tell this is a different time because that would never happen now you exactly. would never have anybody 
tell, I mean, partly because of social media and people, restaurants will want to have, will want to have people on their phones uh, tweeting uh, and, uh, and Instagramming. Yes, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, once the kid throws his pasta at her, like that's another line. That's totally ridiculous. The fact that the mom wasn't horrified by this. Uh, So I don't know. I was just like, people should be able to uh be able to go to a restaurant or go on a plane with a kid they don't uh I, you see these uh these people that are like giving out uh like apologizing for the kids and giving out things yes. to people on the plane and stuff and it's just like no like you shouldn't have to. we should all be mature enough to to work together and you know and to and people are like, oh, we shouldn't brought the kid on the plane. What is he supposed to do with the kid? Leave them home? Like, what I, are you I, about? Here, I do not get this. Okay. It's like, there's going to be kids on the plane. There's going to be people that are disabled. There's going to be people that are older and move slower. There's going to be people like me who have a voice that just cuts through and can be annoying sometimes. Like, there's just going to be different people interacting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is actually a really well-written episode. I think it touches yeah. on a lot and uh, has good performances and uh, it has some good discussions. Um, so I'm actually give this a really high score. I give it a 9.5. I really like this episode. Yeah. I'll agree with you. I loved it. And I love it. The, and it's this triumphant thing about it. It's like you're saying Rachel too, about people not really taking in sometimes or understanding what it means to be single. And she's talking about you know, walking a mile in a single woman's shoes. And sometimes you mm-hmm. need like a really special pair. And I, I just thought it's one of those that you're like, yeah, they get it. Yeah. Well, so Carrie, yeah. Carrie gets married to herself, which I think is kind of cheesy, but, but whatever. And, and then she registers at Manola Blahnik and Kira gets her the shoes, replaces her shoes. And uh, so there you go. And, uh, and she, you know, she says that, the, the whole title of the episode that she has the right to a woman's right to shoes. <laughs> so good. Yes. All right. So then episode 10 is boy interrupted. And this uh, episode, Carrie meets up with her high school sweetheart played by David Duchovny. And I didn't love this episode. Uh, I, I thought that the way they treated him as some kind of kind some kind of scary person um, something to be feared. I don't know, just the way they handled his mental illness really did not work for me at all. Um, and I think that's probably just the uh, difference between uh, 2003 and 2022. Yes, I completely agree. I think the only reason why I really like this episode is because I like David Duchovny and he's super charming. But it's one of the, I would say if I'm thinking back over the whole like sex and city, like canon, um, there's probably five episodes I can think of that are really problematic. And then uh-huh. this is one of them for me as well. Yeah, but I am curious to see how they fit him into the, um, Carrie diaries when we watch. Yes. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's fun. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what's, what's his name? We'll have to watch out for, um, yeah. Oh, uh, he's so cute. Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy and the Carrie Diaries. <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, I, yeah, this one, this one sat weird in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. So he's at a rehab center basically because of mental illness and he, but he seems like fully functioning to me, but like, I don't know. It was just like something out of like turn of the century or something, this place that he's at, you know, they've got people in straight jacks. It's like one flew over cuckoo's nest kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I know that there are like mental health facilities and things like that, but just something like this just doesn't feel relatable to me at all. And the way that they, the way that Carrie talked about him and treated him. And as soon as she found out that he had this, then she was immediately turned off and, and it's and thought that he was somehow dangerous. I felt like, and I, I don't know. I just felt like he is actively seeking treatment for his, uh, for his illnesses, I guess you'd say. And I don't know. I just didn't like it. Um, yeah, I think these stuff like this with mental health, like for, for me is personally like, like, um, like it mm-hmm. just is so upsetting. So yeah, I really, it it was pushing all my wrong kind of buttons yeah. this episode. Um, but David Duchovny, he's so, I guess for me, I wanted to ask you, Rachel, like they don't go into it, but what I was getting from what he was experiencing is that like, because of the stress of his job and other things and and of course, like whatever was happening to him, he's, he had what I would guess was a nervous breakdown, like due to stress and exhaustion and all those things. So he's here just recuperating. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's, well, yeah, that's what like he it. says. He says, oh, well, they have yoga and Pilates and things like that at this place. It's basically a, yeah, like a rehab center place. Yeah. And I hate to make it sound like now it would be a trendy thing because I'm not trying to make mental health, like diminish it or make it be like a trendy thing. But I feel like now if that happened with Carrie, she'd be like, oh, that's so incredible. Like you're, you're doing self-care yeah. you're getting in the right mental space. Like it wouldn't be like, he's crazy. Yeah. I agreed. And then we have Samantha, uh, trying to get into this pool uh, that's uh, like a rooftop kind of pool for a building in her area, but they don't have that many members and uh, she can't get in. So she pretends to be this woman. She finds her this woman's card and uh, she pretends to be Annabelle Bronstein. And uh, that was, that was kind of fun. That was it's, enjoyable. it's really fun. So I have a friend who just joined the Soho house and she's taken me a few times and Oh my gosh. It is <laughs> you, so you've been here. I've been. Is. Okay. Oh but Rachel, gosh. next time you're in town, let me know. Cause she can bring up to three guests. Oh, you really like her. Um, her name's Molly. She's so fun. I was in acting class with her. You would love her. She's like, uh-huh. actually you should review some of her films. She's really good, ah, but we cool. should all go to the Soho house next time you're here. Um, I thought it would feel really snobby, but I think they're getting away from, I think it might've been different then, then yeah. but now the vibe is like, just like, warm creative like mm. that's the vibe they're going for but i've i've not i've been to the rooftop that has the pool but i've not gone to the pool yeah it was really funny when the when the guy comes the waiter comes up to her and it's like you're not at bronstein hey, i am yes, I- bronstein. like that whole thing was funny i love how she just doubled down and insisted she's like and she kept switching her accent and she it was so funny she yeah I think this is another one of those things with Kim Cattrall where she just like nailed this yeah yeah 
and of course we find out that Charlotte was a cheerleader. Not a shocker. <laughs> they did her keys though. They didn't gyrate like the next cheerleader. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, they go to Stanford uh, and Marcus are going to this prom that they're having. And uh, we find out the market Marcus used to be an escort and uh and stanford doesn't know he gets very upset when he finds out uh but then they have their uh they they have they kind of they break up and so then she ends up carrie ends up basically going with stanford to the prom uh and uh and then uh marcus is at the prom and they make up and it's very sweet this is another one of those things that kind of upset me the judgment of um marcus Mm -hmm. only because if he was doing sex work when they were together um and keeping it from him i think i do think that would be very problematic i think you need to be honest about that but i don't know there's just something about this judgment of it that upset me and like yeah he obviously was like he's like this was not like my ideal job like it was a struggle for him and I I just but I did I thought it was so romantic how they made up and also I think for a lot of like um you know kids who are growing up queer they never get to have that like prom experience and to Mm -hmm. see them like dancing together I got all teary it was really cute and and for Stanford to be voted prom king and carrie prom queen was very cute i liked carrie's dress as well mm. it was yeah, a it was very really kind of classic prom dress uh blue with like a with thick blue band around it um it was it was very uh had a 1950s aesthetic yeah which was wait fun. were you guys prom people did you do proms how did that go <laughs> well so i did homecoming and okay, winter formal. Nice. Um, but then I actually, well, my family, we moved my senior year. So I wasn't there for that. My junior year, I, uh, I had my Penix out the weekend of prom. So I didn't get oh. to go to prom. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you're okay with the appendix. <laughs> so you, d- okay. But you went to homecoming. You guys had like dances for that. Okay. We didn't yes. have dances for homecoming and winter formal. You said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you got to like wear the dress and like do the fun stuff. Yeah. You that. didn't have homecoming at your school. We had, um, like a homecoming like queen float court uh-huh. um but you have a homecoming dance huh? we have a homecoming dance we didn't do a lot of dances except for prom like we didn't yeah huh. i don't know why well we only did we did those three here in utah they have a million uh it really? is yeah they have so many dances that i'm just like well dancing is a big deal here in utah yeah. um they if you if you follow like any of those shows like dance with the stars and and so you think you can dance a lot of the pros uh, a lot of them come from utah yeah it's just a it's always been ever since even even uh going all the way back to the uh pioneer days uh they would have dances on the on the trail coming uh coming over i that which boggles my mind that's like you've been walking all day and that's what you want to do is you want to dance wow i'm gonna move and they talk about them on their when they were having a resting day of like going hiking i'm like and there's a reason that's how we rest right now rachel and i would if we were pioneers we would not be hiking on our day off no that's for no. sure uh, i can see dancing at night maybe to like blow off some steam <laughs> but i'm not hiking on my day off 
Well, and I, I just am amazed that there wasn't one pioneer who got there, the crossing all over, crossing the country. They get to this, they finally get to the place, you know, where it, literally that's what Brigham Young says is this is the place they get here. And there had to be one person who was like, are you kidding me? We're here with this giant salt lake and <laughs> nothing can grow. It's desert and then these huge mountains. This is it. This is where. Are we're... you sure? Yeah. That's with someone. That would have been me. And like, we walk all this way for a stinky, we... terrible salt lake. <laughs> Rachel's like, cool, cool, cool. Like, I trust and believe, but also, really? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so so Miranda is getting closer and closer to Robert, and when you yeah Blair Underwood, whoo, he is so dreamy in this show. Yeah, he's very handsome. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they get closer and closer, and so she gets a little jealous at, of the cheerleader. Yeah, and Robert says, "I like someone else. Yeah, you. I like you. That was cute." they kiss and uh and yeah that's that's the episode i am gonna give this episode a six yeah i i'm right with you five six range um i i really like david duchovny though so that's yeah that's my only like i wish that he had been you i wish that i like david duchovny's character i wish that everything surrounding it could have been handled with more care yeah yeah me too so let us know if you're listening what you think of these episodes we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on twitter you can find us at city girls pod and jacks where can we will find you at jacqueline c tweets on twitter and jacqueline collier on instagram great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on ron tomatoes so check that out also make sure you're following the podcast at homework pod and homework podcast all over social media And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We so appreciate that. And if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store where you can get City Girls Pod merch. Check that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.